Happy Friday, everybody. It's once again time for the number one rated, according to my mom, plastic surgery talk show on the interwebs. It's time for Nip Talk. It's a hot show today. We're going to be talking about breast implants. There's so many types, styles, brands. How do you know what to pick? I'm going to help you out. Then Cardi B was on the social media this week talking about her plastic surgery. So we're going to see what she had to say. And lastly, Sarah's going to talk about the hot three diets for 2023. It's coming up right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Trovis, that new intro, the song. <laughs> I like it. That's a good one. Did you come up with that? I, you know what? I didn't make it. I did choose it, but yeah. I, I guess I, I guess you could say I came up with That's it. That's hot, man. I like I it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm your host, plastic <laughs> surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. With me, co-host, Sarah Bennett. Hello. And the legend, Trovis. How not, you doing, man? I like that green sweater. I'm not legendary at all. He's I wearing a lot it. of green today. His shoes is are, it St. Patty's Your already? shoes are green, too. Uh, yeah, they you are should, green. He's got green shoes on. I forgot about that. Nice. Man. Very attentive. I appreciate well, that. Well, she's a fashion expert. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's going to notice those things. I like clothes. <laughs> I like clothes, too. I should wear, like, different. I wear the scrubs. Maybe I don't have to branch out. We should have a dress-up day. A dress-up oh, day. Ooh, I like that. Are we going to dress up, like, in a certain theme or just... Dress to impress or what? I don't know. Maybe we should dress up, um, just do like a fancy show. Dude, you want to do that next week? Okay. All right, so we're going to dress up, like dressing up, like going out, dressing up? Sure. All right, I'm in. I'm going to dress up like I'm going to dress like when I go out. Okay. And you have, you'll have to rate it. You can rate me. I, I, I mean, I, like rate 100% will. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Sarah is going to always win when it comes to like dressing up anything. I'm not, I'm not terrible. Like, I feel like, you know, like I have like a certain, you know, it's a style. I'm not saying it's like the best style, but it's a style. I feel like I play dress up every day. Like today I was like, I put this on. I was like, I feel like a therapist. I mean, you look very professional today. Like you're yeah. ready to like, I don't know, take over a, com a company or something. That's right. <laughs> always. So always Everybody moments away. Out. Just in about the, to take something over. <laughs> in the hip hop world, they say Sarah has big drip. Yeah, drip. Oh, dude, it's so funny. My it's daughter keeps me up to speed on all of those terms. In fact, she'll quiz me. She'll, she'll be like, uh, well, she, she told me the other day, she's like, do you know what it means if somebody sneaks in Nebraska? Have you guys ever heard of that? No. No, I've not heard of that sneaks one. Sneaks in Nebraska. Sneaks, sneaks in Nebraska. Yeah, so apparently what it means is like if you're like, if you like try to like bring something that's not good into a conversation about things that are good. So like think about like the best states like Texas, Florida, California, and then like someone says Nebraska. So that's, I don't even know where it came from. But Dang, how did Nebraska like, catch a slug? In I don't know, poor <laughs> Nebraska, right? But no, she keeps me up on all these sayings like drip. And then I quiz her about like, you know, like 90s sayings and whatnot. Well, they're coming back. <laughs> they so. are coming back. Dude, the 90s are coming back. I've seen it in the clothes. Yeah. They definitely are. Hey, listen, uh, actually, have you guys, so this is something new that I just started messing around with like in the last week or two. Have you guys worked with the open AI or do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I just have seen all the AI pictures that people are like turning their own pictures into okay, AI Okay, so pictures. that's part of it. And so there's some apps on your phone now that are, um, and I have a couple of them. my friends and I mess around with all the time that will, like basically you write something down and, and an AI creates a picture, okay? 
But there's a new one called OpenAI that this company is developing, and it's in beta. And you can sign up, and you can actually interact with it. And I've always had like this fascination with artificial intelligence. And so, you know, what's crazy about this program is. In the span of one week, it had a million users. Yeah, I mean, because、wow. people are throwing up these memes about like it took Netflix like you know a year to get a million users and Instagram like nine months or whatever, and this thing got to a million users in a week.、Mm. And I'll tell you, this thing is crazy smart. Like you can ask it to create a business plan. You can ask it to create a movie synopsis. I had it like create the lyrics to a song about a bank robbing mime just to see if it could do it, <laughs> and it like did it like that. Like it's pretty wild. And so I was messing around with it actually. And so I asked it like, what are some good topics for a talk show about plastic surgery? And so Travis, like, I I think I made a picture of that. Is it up、uh, there? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I said, yeah. What are some good topics for a talk show about plastic surgery? And and sure enough, like these are things that we've. All talked about like on、uh-huh. this show over you know the past few months like it's pretty wild. That last one, the role of plastic surgery in celebrity culture and the media.、Mm-hmm. I know it's like it knows. We talk about that every day.、Almost. I know, right? And then I asked it to come up with some taglines about a plastic surgery called or show called Nip Talk, and like you know it came up with these like you know、oh, not、wow. not terrible taglines, and、uh, you can literally ask anything. And it also has like like you were talking a video component. So I said. Make me a picture for a segment about a plastic surgeon teaching people about breast implants. <laughs> like that one, like it just created that. Like I was like, <laughs> this is the picture that he created. That's the picture it created. And then I was like, okay, that's not bad. I was like, show me a picture of a girl who's excited to learn about breast implants, and then <laughs> pull up the next one. <laughs> oh my god! So, have you ever seen the movie Smile? Like it just came out. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it.、It's、She、good. looks、oh、possessed.、Gosh. They look like the the characters off of Smile. It's so funny. I'll have to check that out. But isn't that、she's、hilarious? She's possessed by her implants. I know. She's just like, oh my god, implants are <laughs> so awesome. That's what you're gonna look like, Sarah, when I talk about implants here in a minute. You'll be like, oh my god, this is it so. Lo- it looks like she had like the reflection of implants in her <laughs> in eyes. Her eye. <laughs> That's wild. Like she had like imprinted on. But、them. listen, if you guys are ever like just bored, like get on this OpenAI and like I like to like come up with like super like weird like you know like a song about a bank robbing mime or I was like you know create a movie synopsis about a space pirate that's afraid of heights you know and like <laughs> it can come up with anything and it can do like coding I mean it's pretty amazing like everyone's raving about like how smart is it free yeah it's free do you find it in like the app store or is it、like、no no, no it's on it's only on the internet like on、okay. like a browser right now it's called OpenAI it's like OpenAI dot com and you have to sign up and like you know give it your email address but it doesn't cost anything for sure it's pretty、That's、wild、it. like it's like literally that's one of the, really interesting it, it it really is pretty awesome like and I I just have always had this fascination with AI technology you know because I guess maybe as a kid I didn't have any friends I was like I'm gonna make an AI that'll be my friend <laughs> so <laughs> that's different I had friends I'm just kidding but but you know it's yeah, like cool yeah, it's like somebody yeah, to, yeah, yeah yeah I had friends no I promise I, is anybody my friend but、um, anyway so yeah check it out sometime. But、um, now, Sarah, you were telling me before we started the show that you were on the interwebs yourself asking <laughs> some of your. Yeah, fo- I mistakenly your- asked. But I'm just kidding. It's not a mistake. But、um, well, I know that you're you're a lot of your. You know, because Sarah is pretty、phone. big on social media, and so but you have a lot of of male followers. Is that correct? I do have a lot of male followers. And so I bet and- there's some pretty interesting. So you were asked. What did you ask them exactly? Like okay, so I asked them. Hold on, let me find my pictures because I just took I took screenshots. Okay, so I asked them. 
what I should talk about on the show today. Like just, and I gave them like fitness, nutrition, because I'm like, I'm not going to give advice on plastic surgery because right, I'm right. not a surgeon. Yeah, you're, well, yeah, you're so, like our... um, or I could have asked you the questions, but some of them are plastic surgery sure. questions. Okay. So like, was there some good ones? Yeah. Um, a lot of them were uh, nutrition and diet. Okay, which um, we're going to talk about today. Some of them were uh, depression, uh, seasonal depression. I think we talked about we that. We talked about... Mm -hmm. I don't know uh, what episode it was, it was. It was seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, we just talked about yeah. that. So if whoever asked that question, you can actually go back and there, there should be a segment on that. Um, and then they asked me uh, how to cope with divorce because a lot of people know that I got a divorce three years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. So that's weird. I mean, but like that's something, uh, but I'll tell you, <laughs> I mean, it, it is, but like, that's like a real topic. And people that, ask me all the time, how do I do it? How have I yeah. remained so positive? How have I not like, let have my you ever life like, gone like down the read toilet a book or, or done any research on that? Or you just kind of did your own thing? No, I didn't do any, uh, anything like that. I really just, um, I think the, the main thing I did was I really, uh, secluded, not secluded myself, but I really like went within. Like, I didn't, like... You didn't let the all of it, I like, didn't try to find somebody to replace yeah. what I had. Yeah. I was like, I don't need anybody. <laughs> That's, need that anyone. was more of the mentality of, yeah. that I took on. Well, it takes time. But I'm not like that anymore. But, yeah. like, at the beginning, I was yeah. very much, like, I'm my own chick for well, right now. Walled off, yeah. yeah. You don't want to, like, do a rebound. No. Yeah. Sure. No, that's not healthy. But, anyways, um, the other ones were... Um, Talk about um, men's, how men's fashion is blank. And I'm not going to say what they said, but um, <laughs> oh they said God, find, better, find better words for it. So I'm guessing they're just trying to talk about how like men's fashion isn't as fun or it's boring or, or, it's, or like maybe the trends in it are kind of more, yeah. more feminine now, yeah. like wearing I mean, skirts or stuff like that I that have been, yeah, yeah, I, I think celebrities have been wearing skirts and like more what? feminine clothing. Like do you wear underwear underneath the skirt? I guess you do. I don't do. know, like, like Sco it. Scottish people, I have yeah. no idea. Um, then, and then there was uh, pregnancy after, uh, or pregnancy after plastic surgery. Oh, that's actually a good one. I'm, I may have to like, <clears throat> that's actually not a bad segment. And then I think um, the other one was the, the best one, I think. The best one. Oh. How can a man get their foreskin back? <laughs> that was uh, one of the questions. <laughs> That one was a little weird. I'm gonna have to do some research on that one. I've I never guess heard if you of, want it back. I've never heard then. of a foreskin reconstruction. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna actually do some research on that to see if I can answer that. Aren't most very... don't aren't most men circumcised? I think. In but the I think United it's. States, I think it's. Are. I think it's getting more to where they're not though. I don't know. Uh, I can ask around at the hospital. <laughs> you, you would. You would know. <laughs> But yeah, that was <laughs> hey, you know what? It. I'm going to look into that because I feel like the person that asked that question, if they're brave enough to like ask the question, I'm brave enough to answer it. I was like, so I'm going to look that up. I have to remind myself because I'll forget. But I was like, that's a weird question, bro. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to remind me to look that up. I'm going to look it up. A Very weird, intriguing stuff. A weird yeah. question on social media? No. No way. <laughs> Those aren't no. the weirdest ones, but. Oh Absolutely. my gosh, I'm scared to hear the other ones. <laughs> if I didn't ask a question, if I, if, whenever I do the questions, like just ask me anything. Uh, 
It's like a free for all. Yeah, those ones get. I don't get that when I do it, but I get I have like more women, you know, followers, and so it's a little bit. They're, tamer. Yeah. I always liked it when I used to do my live streams, which is how this show like kind of came about. And someone would ask like some because the guy that was my social media manager, he would try to filter. I'm like, dude, no, ask the ones that are nasty. I want to like you know, I'm not nasty, but you know what I mean. Like he would that are like a little bit more. Yeah, like off the wall yeah. or something. Yeah, I always like that. Just to I be challenged, that. you know. All right, very good. All right, let's roll into our plastic surgery 411. And this, yes. this topic actually came about from a patient that I saw this week <clears throat> who I saw on consult, and she really had a ton of questions about the different type of implants because, as you may or may not know, there is a plethora of different types of implants. So I want to go through them and kind of uh, just give people like a little overview. And I broke it down in different segments. And the first way I would break down implants is actual brands, right? You know, there's Chevy cars, there's Ford cars. Well, they, they have that for breast implants too. And in the United States, there's four that are used. Two of them are kind of like the Chevy Ford. And that would be Mentor and Allergan. Those are the two biggest uh, implant uh, manufacturers in the United States. Okay. Uh, followed by Cientra, which is one that's a little newer. And there's even a, one that I didn't know about called Ideal. Like they're pretty new and they only do saline implants, which is weird. And I'll, I'll mention that whenever we get to um, like the other little subsegments of implants. Um, so when it comes to brands of implants, I mean, I mean, anything that's got FDA approved is going to be for all intents and purposes, you know, safe. And then it, it, I don't know, like I would just ask, you know, your surgeon, I personally prefer Mentor. I mean, it is the number one manufacturer of implants in the world. They, more Mentor implants are put into anything and they are actually manufactured here in Dallas, Texas. Oh, um, the plants I've actually visited the plant. Um, and not that I would use them just because of that, but I mean, yeah. it is a nice little perk and and honestly, really why I became interested in the beginning is because the guy who was my mentor was a very big believer in Mentor, the company. And so when I came out on my own, I was like, oh, well, I, I'm already familiar with these implants. They're the number one you know, manufacturer. I'm, I'm going to use Mentor. But um, I think that you know, if you go to a surgeon and uh, you might ask them what they use, you know, um, I think as long as they use a brand that's like you've heard of, uh, that you're probably okay. I, I'm not, a, I don't know. I probably wouldn't use ideal because I don't like saline implants, but. Oh yeah, we know. But, <laughs> but we're going to talk about that <laughs> in a second. But, but yeah, but those are the, the brands of implant. Mentor, Allergan, Sientra, and Ideal. Um, next would be like the question of saline versus silicone implants. Yes. Uh, you know, because that's kind of the next big like differentiation. So in this in this day and age it's about 95% silicone implants that are put in you know and that has changed many times through the years like in the 70s and 80s it was a lot of silicone and then there was the issues with the liquid silicone and they were taken off the market then it was only saline then silicone came back out and then it was like you know 90% saline 10% silicone and that's actually kind of swapped over the past 20 years um, I'll use saline implants, but I really, really recommend people use silicone and not because I get anything out of them using silicone. It's just that silicone look more natural, they feel more natural and they last longer. And really the only downside to saline, I mean the upside to saline is they're a little bit cheaper, mm -hmm. but like in the cost of the surgery, like it's not. Yeah, I have them, but I don't know why I got them. Like I got them. Saline? Mm -hmm. What year did you get them? 
Or is that too personal? <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, well, I think we've talked about it before. Have we? <laughs> uh, I got him when I was 21, so I'm 33 now. So, so 12 years ago. So you got him in Do 2010. Do math. <laughs> so in 2010, really, silicone were, were much more popular than saline. Um, I'm not sure why the doctor, like, he gave me the older? option. He was an older man, yeah. That's it. Yeah. The older guys that I guess got burned by the original silicone implants, they, and this is, you know, stereotyping a little bit, but like older surgeons, like, you know, 60s, they tend to still use saline even today. It's like they just can't let go of them. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the saline implants actually have silicone in them too because the shell is made of silicone. Yeah, plastic, actually, yeah. Yeah, they're actually outside of it. Um, and you know the salt, the implants, the silicone implants today are solid. So like all the problems they had back in the you know seventies, eighties, nineties are not really an issue these days. The, you know? Well, do you have an like a particular instance where you would recommend saline over silicone? No, I wouldn't. I mean, if somebody came to me and they said, "Look, I want breast implants, but I absolutely don't want silicone implants for whatever reason. Like I only, I only want saline, or I'm not going to get them." Um, I mean, I would do saline for them, uh, you know, but I just, it's like, you know, it's, it's a lesser product. And so, you know, I, I would recommend silicone over that, but, and this, and, and we've seen all the, like the videos I make, those silicone are really durable. Like, you know, yeah, you know, they ran your car over it. I know that's a good thing. It was bats. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the next kind of like differentiation would be the smooth versus textured. And I think I brought a picture. Uh, yeah, there we go. So there's uh, smooth there on the left, textured on the right, and I actually brought some. And Travis, you're not gonna be able to feel the implants unless I throw them through the window. But <laughs> so, so this is a smooth, and this is a and this actually is a tissue expander. It's not even. I don't. Even, I was like, yeah, that has like some type of like. Yeah, it's got a device on it. But the for all intents and purposes, this is similar to a saline textured implant. Just you wouldn't have the port on it. But I, just, I was just gonna bring it so you could feel the difference. Like, you know, I mean, it one's smooth and one's got. It's like rough, right? You can can you feel it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. this one just feels more like watery. It is. It's yeah, it's saline. Yeah. I don't have a silicone textured, um, and, and I'll got, tell you why. I got a silicone textured. They this make is them. what I've got with saline in it, though. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah, smooth. So the reason that textured implants even exist is the idea of textured implants is that um, textured implants will actually adhere to the tissues, and so it it to a certain degree stops the implant from moving, whether that be rotation or sliding in a direction. Now, I, ideally, like, you wouldn't have a pocket that's so big that you would need the implant to, to grab onto anything. And so the whole implant moving thing for me is like a non-factor because if you do the surgery right, that shouldn't be an issue. The reason that textures, you know, exist, I guess for some people is there are shaped implants, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the reason I don't like textured implants, and I never really liked them, I always preferred the smooth, but in the past 10 years, it was determined that there's a very rare lymphoma that is associated only with textured implants. Mm. Yeah, and it's called uh, breast implant-associated implant ALCL. Now, the risk of it is very, very, very low. It's like one in thousands, but smooth implants don't have that. Yeah. And so, you know, I never liked this textured implants to begin with. I don't use shaped implants, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, so I've just have never, I've never put in a, a textured implant my entire life. And in the United States, I didn't think anyone used textured implants, but there are some people that do for whatever reason. Um, well, I guess they're, they're probably using shaped implants. Yeah. Um, I got a question, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, if if textured ones have a risk of cancer, then why do some surgeons like still use them? Well, it's that's a great question. I mean, I, I guess their reasoning would be one that risk of cancer is extremely low, mm. and and two, if they're using shaped implants, I don't think they make smooth shaped. I don't think I don't like shaped implants, so I don't even. There's so many implants, it's hard to keep up with them, but. Mm. Um, I think that all of the shaped implants are textured. So it might be that they really like shaped implants uh, and those only come textured. Although I'm gonna have to look into that because they may make smooth ones now. Mm. But that might be why they would use it. They'd be like, oh, well, the risk is really low. I informed yep. the patient. And so I'm still gonna use them, so. Um, and that does bring us to the next sub-segment of implants, and that is round versus shaped implants. And I have a picture that I brought that you can see here. So the one on the left is a round implant, it's symmetrical, and the one on the right is shaped, and you see it's shaped like a teardrop mm. for all intents and purposes, where it's got more volume on one side. And the idea of a shaped implant is that if you use a larger implant that's round, it does have a tendency to make the breast really full up top, which gives that kind of fake look to the breast. And a shaped implant where it was more filled in the bottom would to a certain degree not give you that artificial look, but still be a large breast. And in theory, that's not a, a bad thing, I guess. But um, interestingly enough, I was actually in the FDA trial for these shaped implants because the lead investigator, or one of them, I don't know if there was many, was Dennis Hammond, who is that famous plastic surgeon I trained under. And so we were putting in these shaped implants like back, you know, before they were even released to the general, you know, population of surgeons. And the one thing that we noticed is that they do rotate and that's a problem because if they rotate, then the breast doesn't look right because then that yeah. extra volume gets either like at the top or the side. And we had to take a few people back to surgery to open them up and reposition that implant. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in it. Oh, so that's why I guess the textured ones right. are used more because they don't yeah, move as they much? they adhere a little bit. Yeah, because they're supposed to adhere, right? <clears throat> they're supposed to adhere, but like they don't always adhere enough to keep it from rotating, we found. Yeah. And so I don't think he used them after that trial. I don't think, I don't want to say because I'm not 100% sure because I, I don't talk to him all the time anymore, but. This might, this might be a crazy question. When they rotate like that, yeah. are, are you able to just like. No. No, you have you, to go in. Yes, and, oh, yeah. Wow. And that's that. There, that was the problem because you know if if, if you haven't used an implant that causes someone to go back to surgery for some reason, I mean that's money they have to pay. Right. You know, and so I was like, yeah, I'm not interested. I, you know, for me, I tend not to use really giant implants. I try to talk people out of it, so I don't get a lot of people that get that really fake look anyway. I mean, maybe to a small degree, but you know, I, I just I just wouldn't even use them. If somebody came in wanting, yeah, I would just be like, yeah, I'm not interested. I'll send you down the road or something. I, thought, I just thought maybe you could like tap the shoulder you would, and like- Yeah, pap, just, pap, pap. Yeah, just like- No, we never there. found that you could do that. Like yeah, we were having to open them up. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's the, uh, the, the round versus shape. And then the last one would be the actual gel. And so you still got that one. So, so yeah. this is just your run of the mill cohesive gel, which is gonna be your softest one. So I want yeah. you to feel that. I mean, that's, I mean, it feels like breast tissue. It's very soft. This is a more cohesive gel, and you can see in the shape of it that it doesn't collapse as much. Yeah, like it and, and turn it on its side. You know, when you turn that one on its side, it tends to make that teardrop-like shape. Oh yeah. Where this one type ties to hold it a little bit more because it's a more it's a thicker gel. Feel of it. See, 
So the reason that cohesive or, or higher cohesive gel implants are made is the exact opposite of the teardrop. It's made to give you that upper pole fullness because the softer gels do turn into a teardrop and collapse when they're in your body to a certain degree, and those resist that. And so you'll get that more full up top. Um, I, I would use a more cohesive gel implant if somebody came in and specifically said, look, I don't want to have like huge breasts, so I want a small implant, but I do want a really full up top. And I might be like, okay, in that instance, I might use a more cohesive gel. Um, that being said, I much prefer the softer gel because I don't know if you noticed, but like the... I think that's what I have the softer one. I thought yours were saline. But mine's, I don't, I mean, yeah, it is, but I don't, mine are not, I don't know, maybe because they're old. Oh yeah, they, they lose volume. Yeah. Yeah, if they're 12 years old, they've lost, what happens is they lose volume and then they <laughs> feel softer because they're not as full. Saline, that's one of the problems with saline. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, my biggest complaint about the more cohesive gel is that you can feel them. Like, like the really soft gel, if they're in somebody, you can't feel them. Like it just blends in with your breast tissue and it, it feels like you don't have anything in. It just feels like your own tissue. The more cohesive gel you can feel, depending on how hard it is. Yeah, I would imagine you'd be able to yeah, feel that one. Feel yeah. So it's just like another option, but I would use that. I mean, it's not a product I wouldn't use. It's just not one I, you know, say, oh, try this, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, found, I find that the round, smooth, you know, cohesive gel implants look good for 99% of people. Yeah. You know. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like a real like big texture person, so I like to like <laughs> feel stuff. Like even when I'm eating, like I, I I can only eat certain like textured foods. I guess. Really? Yeah. So it's taking everything in me not to like come out there and like can I just see one real quick? Dude, like, <laughs> I'm gonna bring it to you after the show. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen, dude. Just just relax. Go come through the window. You'll get your chance. <laughs> I want to call a coworker so bad. Like bring it to <laughs> come me. <laughs> come tap me out. I want to get on stage. <laughs> All right, so the last thing is implant style and profile. And I did bring a picture. This is the best picture to show. So basically the style or profile is how wide the implant is for a given volume. So this is a 275 implant. If it was a moderate profile, it'd be more flat. Moderate plus, it's a little bit narrower but fuller. And then high would be even more narrow with more projection. So, you know, the bottom line when it comes to profile is let your surgeon pick it because if they're good they're going to pick the profile that fits you best right. like a good a good just rule of thumb is that like if you're a normal sized person going for augmentation you're going to be high profile and then some people would get moderate plus and so that person might be someone with a wider chest base like a, like a like a six foot tall woman that has a larger chest size might want a little bit wider implant to fit and the other flip side of that coin is like a super, super petite, like think of like a five foot, 90 pound girl. You might use an extra high profile that's more narrow. To, and you just want the implant to fit their breast base appropriately mm -hmm. based on how much volume it is. So you kind of have to think, okay, this person wants a smaller implant. So they may need something that's a little bit narrower, otherwise it's gonna to be too wide. And yeah. so your surgeon should pick that. I mean, it makes me a little nervous when patients come in and say, oh, I want you know this specific style of implant. Can I ask a question? Yeah, man. So, like, would a surgeon use a specific implant brand, like, if if the patient did ask? That's a good question. I mean, like, so, for example, if somebody came into my office and said, look, I really want an Allergan implant. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would probably be hard to do because you have to have contracts with those companies. Um, if the surgery center had a contract with Allergan, I might be able to pull it off. Um, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, 
Yeah. I bet you have brands that you only work with. Yeah, I work I work exclusively <laughs> with Mentor. Now, if the surgery center had a contract with Allergan, I might be able to do it because there are other plastic surgeons where I work. And so maybe, I mean, also it's kind of a headache, so I don't know. I would guess I would, I'm an accommodating person, so I would try to accommodate them if I could. But I don't know if, you know, it may be hard because I may have to set up a contract with Allergan, and then if it's a big deal, I might be like, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. And most plastic surgeons only use one brand because you get, yeah. you know, there are perks to using, you know, more numbers of them. And so you'll tend to use just, just one type. I so, can see that, for sure. Uh, and then, so lastly would be size. And size range anywhere from like, you know, usable smallest size would be maybe 200 cc's up to, I mean, they technically go up to 800. I kind of don't like to use cosmetic implants bigger than maybe 450, 500 max, because there's downsides to using implants that big. Mm -hmm. I tend to only use the really big implants for people who've had actual mastectomies, so. But yeah, that's just kind of the basics on implants, you know, and it's a good question because if you get on the internet and you're like, oh, what breast implant should I get? You're going to see, oh, there's all these brands, there's saline, <clears throat> there's silicone, there's high profile, there's moderate profile, there's shaped, there's round, there's smooth, there's textured. And like as a consumer, it's like, geez, I have no idea like what I want. So yeah, basically that's it. That's the little bit about each one. And so I uh, hope that's helpful. Uh, if you have any questions about implants, please just leave us a comment and I'd be happy to answer for them on another show. Absolutely. I have a side question. Yeah. <laughs> a side question. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested in this. I like questions. Um, I like to answer questions. Uh, what do you got? just came to my head. On a scale of one to 10, how awkward would it be for you to do a breast surgery on me? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be at all. Okay. I mean, I've done, listen. I feel like that would be so awkward. In my friend group, like I've done a lot of them. Um, and I forget, like truly I forget. I've had friends of mine come up to me. Now, not like if I did it last week, but like I truly have had friends of mine come up to me and be like, oh yeah, my surgery. And I'm like, I did your surgery? And they're like, yeah, I, yes. I'm like, I did? Like, cause to me it's like, just like work, right? Cause when you're in the, I know, but like I when you're in the OR, <laughs> like, I mean, all you see is just the body part. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't even tell who it is. But I know. I did my but... wife's augmentation. Um, which wasn't, I mean, you know, people who say, was that like weird? I'm like, no, that wasn't weird. I wouldn't let anyone else do it because I'm the best. <laughs> As you should. So but, but yeah, if you want, hey, listen, you want your plastic surgeon to be confident, Absolutely. right? You don't want to go to a non-confident surgeon. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Yeah, so. I think I can do it. <laughs> hey, there's a joke. I think I can do that There's a joke you. about what? plastic surgeons. If you ask a plastic surgeon who the best two surgeons are in the world, they'll have a hard time coming up with a second person. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty true also. Uh, I mean, one. doctors are known for being narcissistic. So. It's, I like to think of it as more confident than narcissistic. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Anyway, so moving on. This is, I am really excited about this next one. So this is kind of the, you know, what do we, God, the, what do we call it? The Nip Tuck 911. I trying to remember. I was like, what do we call our segments here? <laughs> no. It's that kind of Friday. Anyway, no, this is good. This, this is like celebrity news. So Cardi B, who I really like, the bombshell from the Bronx, was actually on Instagram Live this past week talking about her plastic surgery. I saw, I was like, ooh, I got to tune in. And it was kind of hard to find. Like, I found an article that talked about it. And I started going through, but it was a live, right? So I had to find someone that recorded it, but I, I did. I feel like I already know her top two. Do you? I all feel right, well, we're gonna like talk I all would. about. It. I, got, I got the wrong note card, man. <laughs> what am I doing? Slacking. The show is off the wheels already. 
All right, so, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so the video's kind of long. Uh, I got two videos, but I want to play them because one is Cardi B talking about plastic surgery, and so if she's telling me stuff about plastic surgery, I want to hear it. Roll that first video, Travis. Let me tell you something. Um, in August, I did surgery because a lot of people thought that I, well, as soon as I gave birth, I, I got my body done. No, bitch, I didn't. In August, I did surgery, and I removed 95%, 95 95% of my biopolymeters. If you know what biopolymeters is, is ass shots. And it was a really crazy process. And um, all I'm going to say is, right, that if you're young, if you're 19, if you're 20, if you're 21, and sometimes you're too skinny, and you be like, oh, my God, I don't got enough fat to put on my ass and everything, so you resort to ass shots, bitch, don't fucking do it. Like, I am... Super, 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 super against motherfucking ass shots. I'm super against biopolymeters. I'm just against it. Young girls do not, not young girls, because it's young and older, do not, whatever you do, don't get ass shots. Don't get ass shots, bro. I'm really against them. I'm all the way, I all the way support you if you want to do alterations to your body, if you love your body, whatever the fuck, I'm all the way with it. But do not get ass shots. I would never fucking recommend them. Um, luckily, my ass shots um, that I did when I was 20 years old, they never turned purple. They never got this color. They never did nothing stupid to me. Like, they, I never felt pain because a lot of bitches be feeling pain and shit. I never felt that. However, like, after I gave birth to my son and I gained all that weight and my ass just looked extremely, extremely big, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I got to take this shit out. I got to fix my shit up. I got to fix it. You know what I'm saying? I got a little, a little, little something, something. A little thing going on. <laughs> I think she doesn't like. I, I, I think she, she doesn't likes, like buttocks injections. Yeah, I've <laughs> never heard of that. Okay, so you probably will when I describe it. Okay. So, what she had done in 2014 is she went to this like illegal type person. It was literally done in because I actually dug a little deeper to see exactly what she had done. So it was done in a basement. She paid 800 bucks, and someone basically injected silicone into her buttocks, like mm -hmm. the stuff that you hear where people get it from, like Home Depot, like a caulking gun. This have you not heard of this? No. People do this, yeah. There were cases in like Dallas where people were like getting um, busted for doing it. Oh like, yeah, it's totally illegal. Back. It's practicing yeah. medicine without a license. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they'll get like literally silicone, like you would buy at Home Depot to like caulk your windows, and they get a needle and they attach it on there, and they'll inject it into their breast or their buttocks. I've I've seen patients that have have had it. Like they'll just like she did. She got it removed. Like I've had patients come to me that want it removed. I haven't done a buttocks yet, but I've done a breast where like you had to pull that stuff out. It's horrid. I'm not gonna lie. I, I didn't know. I've heard of it before. Like I've I've heard of it before, but I didn't know it was illegal. I thought people. I didn't know that it was illegal to get those shots. I mean, it's not illegal for her. Right. It's illegal for the person doing it. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that that, that was so like scary. a scary. I thought that was a regular like medical procedure that no, you no. Could, like cosmetic procedure that you could do. I guess. No, I think like in the early, early days, they tried that and then they realized that it was a terrible idea. And so like they quit doing it. But of course, 
you know, people are creative, right? They'll be like, I'm going to go up to Home Depot and buy some silicone and open up. It's the a, same thing, right? Yeah, open up a thing in like my van down by the river where I'm like giving people like shots. <laughs> by the river. It's a dangerous game. But yeah, so she did that. And so uh, obviously, literally one of the worst things. I mean, you can die from it. Like you can, yeah. it, you can literally die from doing it. In fact, she, I, in one of her things where she was talking about, I think she said that the person who did hers had somebody die from it and then, and then she got busted for mm. it. Um, so anyway, because Cardi B was talking about, you know, augmentations, I will go over the ways that you can augment a buttocks. All right. So you can get illegal shots, which is absolutely probably the worst thing in the world you could do. So please don't, don't Sounds do Sounds horrible. Yeah, don't do that. That's, that's obviously terrible, terrible. No, no, no. You can actually get butt implants that are like breast implants, you know, something like this that you put, you know, underneath the- Do you uh, do those? Have no way, no, they're terrible. Like <laughs> it's not as bad as going to like a back alley van down by the river and, you know, having someone shoot you up a silicone. It's a little bit safer, but the problem is, is those implants have a super high complication rate because you're sitting on your buttocks all the time. And a lot so, of use. Huh? A lot of use. Yeah. So I, I would never do those because they're, they're just, they're just surgeries are prone with complications. Um, probably the safest way to augment your buttocks is a BBL, which, you know, I won't do those either. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of BBLs. Like, um, there is a higher risk of death, 100 times higher than any other surgery, any other plastic surgery, plus all the other, like, non-lethal complications. So that's I just, what I was surprised. I thought that that's what she would have gotten done. No, this was totally legal, like, back alley stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, I'm glad she's okay, you know. Um, and, you know, and I feel bad for her because, you know, she mentioned that she did it because she felt pressured to have the look of people who were more successful. Like she was a dancer and then she was trying to get some like, you know, like more legit like dancing gigs, like videos and stuff. And like they were picking women who had larger buttocks. Well, because she wasn't fully grown woman yet. She was just, I think she was. She said she was like 19 or 20, right? I mean, she was, yeah. but like when you get older, yeah, women get naturally fill yeah. out a little bit right, more. Right. So she was yeah, just Yeah, so like, I felt bad for her. It's like, you know, I mean, she's out there just trying to make a living and she feels like obligated to go get these back alley butt injections. That's so sad. That's <laughs> scary. For it. So anyway, so Cardi B went on. So I had to watch like 30, oh, I didn't have to watch. I watched her whole like live stream. And I then- I was forced to watch. <laughs> well, like some of it was like, was on yeah, like a little- For research purposes. Some of it was a little bit of like a rambling. <laughs> so I was like just following along and um, she went on to talk about BBLs and this one's not quite as long, but there's a little bit to it. So, but there's some actually good points in this one. So Travis, roll the next uh, Cardi B clip. When it comes to BBLs, if y'all want advice from me, I'll tell y'all this, right? Before you get your BBL done, juice for two months. And I'm not talking about like juice, like just do that. Like you literally have to make sure your blood levels are right. If a doctor say your blood levels is too low or you have diabetes or whatever the fuck, don't do it, bitch. You're going to have to live with your flat or your fat ass. It don't matter, bitch. Like, don't ever risk it. You know what I'm saying? I never, don't ever risk it. But I always recommend for y'all to drink beet juice, carrot juice, coconut water before you do surgery. You have to be extremely fucking healthy. Like, bitch, if your heart is beating a little bit too fast or too slow, bitch, you better not get on that fucking table. In one minute. That's one. Second, do your research because a lot of these doctors be editing their pictures. I, I, when somebody asked me, because 
Uh, the doctor that's good for me is not, it might not be good for you because we have different body shapes. So I always recommend them to surgeon made. Make sure you get a surgeon consultant because baby, when you go to these the surgeons could finesse you, especially if you if you're going to motherfucking DR or Columbia, bitch. Oh my god, you fencing for yourself. So I recommend to go to a surgeon consultant and go to the right surgeon because after you get surgery, it's just it's just a lot of maintenance, like a lot. Like you might get fibrosis, that shit look fucking crazy on your fucking stomach. You might not like your results. You start getting depressed a little bit. It's a lie. Like, bitch, it's a fucking lie. It's so she may have said it a little bit more colorful than I would yeah. have, but she has some very, very good points in there. Um, so first she's thing being was, very truthful. Yeah, right. Sure. And like, you know, I mean, she's she's like, you know, telling her story. So like, I was honestly like, you know, I applaud her for for real for, you know, for being real about like what she's had done and like her experience. And, you know, I mean, there's actually a lot to learn. So you know, <laughs> The first thing is like she was saying about being in good health before having surgery. I mean, you know, drinking juice is all about making sure your vitamins are good. And so, I mean, I, I don't, you know, make my patients juice, but like, you know, I do go over their medical history and make sure that they're healthy enough to have surgery. And she's absolutely right. Like, don't go do these things if like you're not in good shape. Like if you're diabetic and your blood sugars are out of whack or maybe your blood pressure is high, don't do it. I mean, it just puts, it, it puts extra risk on. And next thing she was talking about is do your research on your surgeon very very smart thing mm -hmm. to say you know she was kind of it was kind of hard to follow what exactly she meant but when she said surgery consultant she meant remember like we talked about the plastic surgery mills where people do like an online consult and they show up and get surgery that's what she's talking about or like going to like the dr dominican republic or columbia like foreign you know surgery where like you tell them online what you want to have done and they're saying okay come on in here and we're going to do your surgery like She's, she hit the nail on the head. It's really bad to do that. You need a full-on consult. Find somebody that's going to take care of the things that you want to take care of, formulate a plan, and then do that plan. And so, um, you know, I, I may not have said it exactly the way she said it, but she's absolutely right. Like, mm -hmm. those things are, are really, really good advice. And yeah. So, I thank you, Cardi B. That's good. And, and so, it, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, in that same live, she had... I want to say admit it, but she um, basically said too that she had like a um, a nose job. Oh, dude, we're gonna talk about that. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? I, I watched some of it, and we spoke about it this morning at my um, at the radio station. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, great minds think alike. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> as Trova said, uh, when Cardi B was talking, she did talk about all the surgeries she had, which I think is very cool for her to be upfront and honest. And yeah. so. You know, people probably want to know what surgeries has Cardi B had. Well, thankfully, she she told us. So she she did say she'd had a rhinoplasty, which she said she got her father's nose and she didn't like it, so she wanted to make it a little bit more feminine. So I think that's you know totally reasonable. She does look different too. Like she looks, yeah. it, it makes her face look different. Right. And and it looks good. It's yeah. just she looks different. You can tell. Yeah, a little bit. I, I should have brought a picture. I didn't. I should have got a side by side. I didn't think to do that. But <laughs> next time. Uh, she did have the butt injections, which obviously it was a bad idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was young. She felt pressured. I mean, I'm glad she's okay because, you know, she was talking about the possible complications of getting, you know, silicone directly injected in the buttocks. And she's absolutely right. Like, you can have a host of problems, including death. And luckily, she did not. But she did have to have a surgery to have those removed. Yeah. So she had the surgery to have the silicone removed. And she said that they did some revision. 
I don't know if that's like with back grafting, like a BBL. She didn't go into a lot of detail, but she did say she had the butt injections and then later on, well, actually it was this year, had those removed. Um, she's had a breast augmentation. She, she talked about that. And then later she had a revision. I would guess based on how she was talking that she probably got larger implants when she was young and then she admittedly said she gained some weight and probably her breast got maybe too large and she wanted to downsize her implants. I'm just speculating she didn't say that, but that's really common with people who get bigger implants when they're younger. They do, they do oftentimes downsize them mm -hmm. as they get older. Um, and then she, she said she'd had some liposuction. So um, she was very upfront about it. I think that's super cool because, you know, a lot of people look up to her and some people might see her and think, oh, this is like a natural body and I'm not looking like that. And so I should feel bad about myself. And that's totally false. I mean, Cardi B looks great. I mean, she looked great before she did everything, but she's open about, I look like this because I decided to do some things on yeah. my body. And um, I think it's good for people to be open. I think it's good that she, what she said at the end about um, even after you have a, after you have these surgeries, you might not be happy with the results and you might get depressed yeah and stuff like that and that's yeah. actually that's like a, we've talked about it before that's like a real thing yeah. that happens I, I think that um or you're not you, whenever you go get the surgery you're not like as realistic as you should be sure. and whenever it happens you it think goes like to, all your troubles are gonna go away right. because you have yeah that. we've actually we've talked about that on one episode that mm -hmm. may have been before you were here i can't remember no we talked about it. we did it was yeah. us okay sorry um because we did a few before you got here um yeah, I mean, definitely you're going into surgery for the wrong reasons if you think it's going to cure some depression. And yeah. so that's where it goes to like picking a good plastic surgeon that takes the time to talk to you, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and, you know, that's one of the big things for me in my practice is like when I have like a new consult for a patient, I schedule an hour, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, I need to talk to them, see what they want. I need to tell them about the procedure, examine them and really go through it in a lot of detail. So um, that's why I don't like things like, you know, foreign travel for plastic surgery or plastic surgery mills where like you, you know, fill out a form online. I mean, I just think that that's asking for trouble, but anyway, I liked Cardi B's thing. I, it was, it was very entertaining to watch. I watched the whole thing. She's it was all, like, it was always. like 40 minutes long. She's so funny. She is funny. Like, I love the way she's just like really real, you know, she's like not, I mean, it must be cool to be like a rock star and just be like, say whatever you want. Like, you know, I can't roll into like a console and, and talk like she talks. Like, they, they'd run me out of town. Like, <laughs> but she's a rock star. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. It's cool. Right on. Anyway, thanks, Cardi B. Come be on the show. We'll talk about plastic surgery. Absolutely. For real. Yeah. All right. Sarah. Oh, understand it's my turn. It's your turn. <laughs> You're going to tell us about diets. And yes. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, just in time to get, get it on your mind for uh, the new year. That's I'm why ready. I wanted to talk about it. And plus, those, that was the, a lot of the things that people asked me. About online. diets? Mm hmm Okay. Diets. Is there, well, so are these. So the, I just, I literally went on my computer and typed in what are the best diet, the top diets for this year. This year. So this, like, it's so 2022. Okay, so right 2022. Now. So the but best diets this year. But leading into the new year, Yeah, of leading into the new year. This is what 2022 so is telling you. So the first one, um, I think. You can just show the whatever ones. Okay, this, so this is the number. This is number three. This is the third. All right, so we're starting at the bottom, going to the top. Yeah. So this so is flexitarian. flexitarian diet. Let me just tell you a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay, so primarily, if you look at this pyramid that I got over here, uh -huh. primarily you see what's at the base: fruits and veggies. Okay, I like and that. And that's going to be pretty much the base for all of these diets. Now, um, does it tell you certain amounts? Um, the flexitarian diet. That's one of the. Um, 
downsides of this diet. There's no real guidelines. There's oh. no. There's not a strict guideline. There's. It's not an all or now, nothing type I see of situation. Avocados are on the bottom, so I can eat like a whole bowl of guacamole. I don't know. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, there's no okay. strict thing about it. Um, uh, so you can see the bulk of it is pretty much vegetarian based. Um, then it goes, and then at the very top of the top of this pyramid, that's when you're going to get your animal products. Now, whole grains, is that like bread? Yeah, that can be bread. I thought bread was high in calories. I thought you weren't supposed to eat bread. This is like something different. But you're supposed to eat bread that's more, um, the reason why they tell you to eat whole grain bread is because oh. it's better for your body whenever okay. it's... Uh, metabolizing because whenever you eat bread that's like white it's uh like just like the regular white bread it, it metabolizes uh, uh too quickly and goes to sugar too quickly and goes to fat too quickly so this one has meat at the very top, top. Like that it doesn't to... want you to eat meat very much really I, i'm all. not sure i could do this i'm like a yeah. carnivore so so if you see those little bubbles it says eat in moderation and then in the green, it says to eat. So like, that's what it mainly wants you to stick with. It doesn't want you to eat oh. the, it doesn't really want you to eat chicken or, or really even dairy or animal products very often. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to pass on this yeah. one. Yeah, it's, it's strict in terms of <laughs> Dr. vegetarian. Dr. says no to the. So, but they did make three different types of this diet. It's called climatarian. It limits beef and lamb consumption. I don't know why lamb is in there. And then the other one is one step for animals. That's a that's an approach. So it eliminates chicken for some reason. Is this like some sort of like like vegan push kind of thing, or is it like a real diet? No, it's a real it's diet. A real diet. Okay. okay. I didn't know if like you know because they say you know I know it's like I don't say trendy, but like there's a lot of like talk about veganism and like oh don't eat animals and I'm like well i think there's a lot at the i mean they a lot good. of it is um people are realizing that it's not as healthy as you think to eat oh, I'm, animals i'm sure it's probably not super healthy. as much anymore like people are just like i guess yeah, i mean because the, there's like well okay so let me play i doctor. guess how are animals i'll play doctor America. uh i mean a lot of meats are high in cholesterol, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, especially I love like Wagyu, which is like that really fatty steak. I yeah, mean, it tastes like, it's like probably, butter. Yeah, it's like terrible Butter for beef. You. I mean, I get that, but like I, I eat a lot of chicken, mm -hmm. um, which is pretty lean. Yeah. I'm surprised that chicken most, was... Mostly chicken. That's that's like the main ingredient. Yeah, chicken. Most, I, like, like, I like tuna too. I don't eat a ton of tuna. Protein but I, diet. Huh? But yeah. I love sushi. Um, is there a sushi diet? Sorry. I'm sure there is. Okay, right, so the next one. Okay. Mediterranean. This is number one, actually. Mediterranean diet has been around for a very long time. Oh, so, so the base that has physical activity, which I think is great. Like, that's awesome that it includes that. Yeah, that's really what it's based off of. And I, I think it's kind of cool because it, Mediterranean diet makes me think of, like, Greece and stuff like that whenever i think of greece i think of wine so they include it has wine. wine on there yes yeah they include wine on there so that'll so help your that heart nice. and your memory as you get yeah. older and um and they and then the next their next uh part of their pyramid is fruits vegetables and it includes whole grains and all of that stuff so their first level of their pyramid is pretty much everything that that other pyramid had in sections right okay but it, so, it doesn't say like how much of each pyramid you're supposed to eat. So yeah. Oh, it does. Okay. Um, no, it, it doesn't. It, there's. Oh, it does. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> there is no limit on this. It's it's severe. It just severely limits processed foods, added sugar, and red meat. 
Well, and you know, I mean, it that's says smart. the disadvantages of this diet are there's no guidelines for specific portions, calories, or meal configurations. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I um, guess if you're not eating processed food and red meat, I mean, it would take a lot of salad to like. Yeah. The, I think the main thing about this diet is that they're all, a lot of the things that they want you to eat are anti-inflammatory. Oh, nice. Which is the stuff that we talked about before yeah. was are the supplements that we went over. Yes. Yeah. And then some of that, those other drugs that we yeah. were talking about Okay. Before. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So next one. This is the DASH eating plan. And this one is actually, this one stands for dietary approaches to stop hypertension. This okay. is the second most... So this Popular is a diet, diet specific for lowering your blood pressure? Yeah, hypertension, yeah. So, and it's recommended by the National Institute for Health. So this is actually from their oh, from website. The okay. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to the Mediterranean diet, but the serving, but has specific serving size, size portions. So I would say if you like the Mediterranean diet, but you want this more structure, structure do yeah. this diet, okay. DASH. Um, but sometimes it can be too structured for most. But so like if you're more of a person that's like sometimes I want to like, you know, just somebody who's not as doesn't doesn't thrive on organization, doesn't thrive on me. structure. <laughs> I would say do the Mediterranean okay. diet. But if you want more structure, especially if you're starting out with a diet, it's good to be like, OK, what happens? What are the calories or what is it that I'm eating whenever I eat an avocado? Like, what does that look like right. for my calorie intake? But as you move on and have and with consistent use of a diet, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Diets are not, to me, for me personally, and I think most health educators would say this, diets are not meant to be used for forever. They're, they're meant to, to control, they're meant to right. like be a blunt control use, yeah. and then you're supposed to be able to control your own habits. You're supposed gotcha. to be able to train yourself to live a moderate, balanced, healthy lifestyle. And I think that's what the Mediterranean diet really wants to push is that you can eat anything you want, really. It's just limit certain parts yeah. that are not good for you mm -hmm. and increase things that are. So I think that's a really good way to look at it. I think if I would definitely recommend doing, if you want structure, do this DASH diet and then do Mediterranean diet. I'm really not a big fan of this flexitarian diet though. Yeah. My opinion. I, of all of them, that was probably my least favorite. <laughs> it seems a little bit chaotic, too chaotic for yeah. me. Yeah, I mean. You're like, what are you? Just make a decision. I get like. But the, I guess that's in the name. I get like, <laughs> you know, non-processed foods and, you know, limiting red meat, which I, that's probably my worst thing because I like red meat a lot. Um, but uh, I do like, you know, I, I think I could maybe do the Mediterranean one. Yeah. That one looks pretty reasonable. Yeah. And it's been around for forever. Yeah. That one has the most information it? on it. All right. I'm going to have to look into that one. And I'm surprised they didn't talk about like, when I typed in diets, they didn't like talk about keto diet. Yeah. All that stuff. Atkins I was, diet. Yeah, yeah. Those ones are not the most Things popular like ones. Get cyclical and, you know, go in and out of vogue. Yeah. Have you actually tr tried or like consistently tried any of those? Uh, whenever I, mean, I tried it. So yeah, much. I know. Whenever yeah. I try to diet, I just count my macros. Yeah. But that's like a CrossFit thing. I got to get back in shape, man. I'm like out of it right now. I keep saying that every show. One of these days I'm going to get back into it. Yeah, you should just come lift some weights. I need to. You know, I have show a gym at got. my house. Oh. I literally have a gym at my house. It's just, you know, it's just, I work until like late and family and then I got prep for the show. I mean, I just need to like dedicate working time out, to it. Yeah, working out is um, a 
yeah. a big responsibility. Once I get into it, though, it. I like do tend to stick, you know, it's getting into it again, you know, because, you know, when you haven't done it for a while, like you're sore and you feel like crap and like, and you got to make time for it. But then when you get into the routine, it's easier to stick yeah, with it. Yeah, that's why I like group fitness, because I feel yeah. like I have uh, people. I mean, right. probably you have people don't. holding you accountable. Yeah, 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 I have accountability. Smart. Yeah, that's All what right. I do. Well, Sarah, thank you for that. Yeah. I really like that. I'm going to look into the Mediterranean diet. Let me try it. Yeah. I and do. it, I mean, you like fish. It's definitely like fish. something that they yeah. want you to eat a lot, which yeah. I think is in the name With Mediterranean. Extra <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> I do love fish. All right. Well, uh, for all you guys out there, if you have any questions about any topics on this show, please leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. Uh, we would love to talk about a topic that you want us to talk about. And we will see you next week on Nip Talk.